On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. You know what I, all I can think about right now? Food? Your monster drink? Nope. What? Then we're going to be in Hawaii in like two or three weeks, chilling ah! on the beach. Wow. Wow. I am so excited. It's a colonial life trip. Colonial oh, life incentive trips are the best there are. I mean, it's they treat you just first class, top notch, and here's Hawaii. So we're going to be in Hawaii in a couple weeks. That's I am nice. so excited. We went to Maui together with the Colonial, too. It yep. was Bora Bora and Maui that year. And nice. this year we are going to Kauai. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yep. Which is really fun. The other really fun part about it is one of my really close friends, like longtime friends, is now with Heath's, with Colonial, and she made the trip. So now I feel like I've got a crew there. Oh, it's not oh just that's Heath cool. And his coworkers, it's yeah. me and my friends. Yeah. I've got my own crew, it's my own building clique. up our own clique. I'm not just up, yeah. lame Heath and his lame friends. Yeah, now yeah. I'm like, okay, here's you're what gonna, we're all doing for dinner tonight. That's right. You're going <laughs> to land and never see her again because she's going to run off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that's how it was in Australia. Yeah. You know, meet we, back up at the airport. Yeah. I know. I'll Australia was a colonial life trip too. Uh, babe, I am so thankful. I literally, yeah. this is not like a recruiting video for your company, but I am so thankful. Yeah, for sure. They, they treat people really well. I've never worked for a company that so much as gave me a Thanksgiving <laughs> lunch when I was working the holiday. In, in broadcast and, journalism? No. I know. Yeah, unbelievable. And, I mean, and those are great. I mean, look, it's just each kind of video is different, but in those jobs were great. But I mean, your company is really phenomenal, we, so I'm excited for this. And trip. we do have the band back together for two weeks in a row, which is big yes. with Zach, Matt, Jenny, everybody in the house. Yes. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. You know what's one thing we don't ever talk about that I'd like to know? Because I guess I don't ever talk about it, but it would be good with y'all because my wife is not. Like, do y'all have any, like, Netflix or any kind of, like, little binges lately that you recommend? It's funny. That's, a, that's like, my number one go-to question when I'm getting a haircut. With like a barber, I don't know. I'm always like, so what do you watch on Netflix? What's your? And everybody's always got an answer. And not just like, oh yeah, well, like Hulu or something. Everybody watches something, right? You know. But here's the thing: is Netflix has turned into the word Netflix has turned into like a you know in in Texas. You know, when you say, um, "What do you want to drink? I want a Coke. What kind of Coke? Uh, Pepsi or Mountain Dew? Right? You know, Coke is just used as a. So like Netflix has kind of used that because people may be watching from the Amazon Prime video. They may watch HBO now. Sure. You know, but uh, oh yeah, because we. What's yours? We watched Cheer. Oh, yeah. And I feel like finally everybody understands my life a little bit better. Well, I I, I just think people just. That was insane. That was in Corsicana. To be honest with you, I I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, wow, this is so crazy and shocking because I cheered all through high school and cheered in college and cheered for a, you know, uh, NIFL team, which I don't even think exists anymore, but it was like a quote unquote professional 
<laughs> cheer <laughs> job. But um, I just liked that everybody kind of has a greater grasp and an understanding of the athletic component of it. And it was really cool to see it cl so close to where we are here in Dallas for it to be in Corsicana and close to where Heath grew up. And being in Corsicana is what's insane to me. Maybe, yeah. and maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll save that to the third segment to have that as the question. Okay, so we'll we save talk it. into yeah. it. Oh, okay. I because yeah, now, they're, now they're bringing up, there's some other we'll good ones to bring yeah. up on that stuff, actually. Okay. Um, and because Zach's got our holding tight on our first headline of the We there. do. We had a, lo a long article this yes. week, so I'm going to try to blast through it. Uh, XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck reveals the league's most critical key to challenging the NFL. XFL, have you guys heard about this? Man? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The XFL, yes. Only you have not. After that, <laughs> not a sports ball guy. After 19 long years since its last attempt to wrestle the football crown away from the NFL, the XFL is finally back and giving football fans something to cheer for. The resurrected league personally financed by World Wrestling Entertainment CEO Vince McMahon is hardly comparable to its 2001 past iteration, which even McMahon himself and the current commissioner admitted was a flat-out failure. See, I didn't know this. Yeah. They tried to do this 19 years ago. Yeah. They did. Yeah. That was a surprise to me. Yeah. I really didn't know. I, I knew there had been some kind of com like competitors. I guess they were one of them. I just mm -hmm. didn't really know a lot about it. But what's surprising here is that apparently Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck, the commissioner, have straight up said, yeah, 19 years ago was a total bomb. Didn't work out. And apparently they've been very public about that. And they've said, here's why. Here's why we didn't think it worked. Here's some of the reasons. And here's some of the things we're changing now. It's weird, right, to come back around and say, hey, we tried and we failed on the world stage. But here's what we're going to do. They're going to cut out things like nicknames on the back of people's jerseys because they want storylines to develop on the field. They want, yeah. they want people to kind of bring that stuff in. They're going to partner with companies like FanDuel and DraftKings to incorporate gambling more than the NFL does. Apparently they've got some safety regulations they've said that are better. Yep. They're doing things differently, and and that's interesting. Now, I haven't seen the game because they just started playing, right? And because you don't watch sports. Also, because I don't watch <laughs> the sports. That's Dallas also has true. a team. Dallas had the Dallas he, Renegades. Yeah, he yeah. and I watched. Okay. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Good time? I mean. Oh, I thought it was great football. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was um, the first go-around of the XFL. After one week of watching, I said, I'm never watching this crap again. Because yeah. it was like him trying to bring wrestling into football too much, and it was like way too much of uh, uh Like acting? Yeah, it just was very... It, it it wasn't good football. Showboat. There is yeah. a really good. Uh, there is a really good ESPN thirty for thirty on that where they interview Vince and Dick Ever and Dick Ebersall. No, they just they just made it like last year. I want to say, and it's just kind of recounting like what happened, why the XFL failed. Um, it is worth noting that that it did inspire things like the sky cam that you see in in NFL games today. Like they did take some things from it, but. The league was a failure, but it did introduce some interesting concepts, I think, to the game that yeah. they, they, they still borrow today. What I think is interesting, too, is that this is, I mean, there's multiple football leagues that have tried over the years and failed one after another. One like after NIFL, another. which I mentioned, right, that I was yep. a cheerleader for, National Indoor Football League. Yeah. The, the, it was yeah. around for several years. Oh, yeah. I mean, they did well. People made, some people made money on it. And, yeah. You know. And then the USFL back mm -hmm. in the day too. I mean, just this past year, the, the American Alliance Football League that was, you know, had all the big name people that were all behind it and it lasted seven games. And then them as F XFL themselves have already attempted it and felt like there's been so much at it. And there's something to say about just like the persistence of wanting something so, so bad and like how there's almost some very much of a calculation for him to, um, 
you know, I think there's, I would be willing to bet on them making it this time because he's already tried it once and failed. So he knows firsthand yeah. the stumbling blocks. So there's no way he didn't already account for some of those major stumbling blocks. And you can tell because he learned his lesson so much that he, he paid more attention to the actual football on the field versus the antics around it that he was trying to do the first time. So there's something to say about. You know, like when you see those people that maybe have failed at stuff that are going after something again, like maybe it's time to bet on because you you don't keep doing it and and it not work out sooner or later for you. There's something about that failing and going back again and recalculating, retooling, learning your lessons and doing all over again. The problem would be is if you're one of those people that you fail and stuff and never learn your dead gum lesson and you keep trying the same thing and do not learn to change. Right. You know, like, like that's, that's when you're not the the brightest in the world. You got to learn from your lessons. Well, we, we talked a little bit about this last episode when it came to the Oscars and we mentioned like nothing is forever. Right. And there's no, uh, people would look at what they're doing and saying, why are you trying this again? Why are you trying to take down? And they're not trying to take down the NFL, but they're trying to offer an alternative. Um, but you know, we, we talked a little bit about this, like the NFL is not necessarily going to be here forever and there's nothing wrong with learning from your lessons and saying, all right, I are learning from your failures and saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to take another shot at this. This is not something that is, uh, forbidden for me to try and to go out there and give it another shot and see if, if you can learn the right things and, and maybe offer a viable alternative to, you know, the NFL or just football in general. I, I really I like what both of you said about this, and I will even take it a little bit further with regard to how you look at yourself, whether you label yourself the person who failed at creating the thing, or whether you look at yourself as the person who knows more about that business and about what doesn't work than anybody else. That's, so, and that's a lot. So, so right. So not, a, not about like, oh, I'm better than other people or like that kind of mean comparison, but, but truly like if you've gone through something like this and you do have a mindset that's open to learning from the failures, then you are elevated above any new person, no matter how much funding or um, education they have in that realm because you've learned, you've checked off all the things that didn't work. And, and I do think there's something to be said for that. Somebody has to have a lot of confidence to start a football league and have it not work and then come back and do it again. And I really, um, I, I don't know if envy is the right word. Like I, I really look up to that kind of confidence and I hope that it does work this time around. It sounds like they're off to a pretty good start or, you know, like we enjoyed watching the, you know, the game and everything. But um, I would just encourage you if you're kind of like looking down on yourself, but in your heart, it's still something you want to do. Like say you wanted to start a salon, you kind of got going right out of beauty school and it was like, man, I didn't, couldn't get any clients. Like it, it just, I couldn't get anybody in the booths, like whatever the thing is. And then we closed down and then you worked, worked for somebody else and in the back of your mind, you're still thinking, no, I like have that entrepreneurial spirit and I want to open a salon, like maybe reframe and think, I know everything that doesn't work and that's powerful. Go again. Yeah. Like it's okay. It's right. Is that what you're saying? Like yeah, it's okay to strike out saying. again. It's I okay. It's scary. You know, I'm, I'm risk adverse when it comes to finances. So I think that that's what, you know, when I think about like things that I want to do in media, I think about, oh gosh, like risk reward money wise. Yeah. Like, okay, where are we going to go with that? So I do think you have to be smart about it, but also know that if you've tried things and they haven't worked, like you have an edge on the people who never tried. Oh yeah. Well, and it, honestly, some of the best top consultants or anything would be the people who have tried things that hadn't made it because a lot of these other people have learned in a school or a textbook and, and theory is completely different than actual hands-on learning, like going through it. And so I will take somebody who has tried something that has failed it 
to teach me something versus somebody who's never done it but just read about it because that person yeah. may have failed, but they actually know what those stumbling blocks are. I mean, you can plan for all the roadblocks in the world, but sometimes the stuff that comes out of nowhere, you cannot plan mm -hmm. for, and you do not know what's coming, and it just requires jumping off and taking a leap in order to get that going. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the XFL. I like it. I think it's perfect. It starts right after the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the, the play on the field was great. I think it would be great to give a lot of players opportunities to keep playing some football and, and making their way back at the NFL. They're smart. They're not trying to compete with the NFL. They're just another league, another alternative when the NFL is over. You have something to watch there. I think it's super smart. I'm rooting for them. I'm root, I root for anybody who's trying. If you're going to go out there and you've been knocked off your horse and you're getting back up on it and you're going after it again, I'm a fan of yours. If you get knocked off and you lay there and say, woe is me, that's I'm not as big of a fan of. <laughs> Get back up. Try something else. Try it again. It can happen. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. He makes up words. She translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Quick break to tell you about, gosh, a company that has saved us in so many different ways. You've heard us talk about myllc.com. So this is the space that we've gone to when we are setting up LLCs. They also set up corporations. And, and what they do is they make sure that all the legal stuff is checked off and they also make sure that it's sent to you in the most succinct, efficient way. So that's one thing. The other thing that you get is, you know, I'm somebody that I was really new to business. I did not study business. This is uh, really a new part of my experience. So I was able to, you know, get them on the phone and have them explain what we were doing and what we were walking through. So they have actually made a really generous offer for our listeners. You're going to get $99 off the formation of a new LLC. So if you are starting a big business or a corporation, this works. Also, if you're somebody who's doing kind of a side hustle, it is you got to protect that that money in that business and put it in something separate and create an LLC for it. So the code is 99myLLC, or you can go to myllc.com slash second shot and then go through and that will give you the opportunity to save $99 off the formation of an LLC or a corporation. You guys know we wouldn't have anybody on here if we didn't believe in them a billion percent and if we hadn't used them ourselves over and over and over again. So again, myllc.com slash second shot or use the code 99myllc. Ready, aim, fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. You know... It, it, here, here's how you know something's bad. Right before this segment started, my wife's like, "Oh, just got a text from the builder about the closet, and he's gonna make." And I'm, and she's got that look. I'm like, "Oh my god, what did you tell him? What are you adding <laughs> to this closet now? This closet is already bigger than our current master bedroom. Why? What? What? I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna be very surprised at what the heck now is getting. Here's one of the biggest downsides of building a house for three years. That closet has had time to grow 
and grow and grow. <laughs> it has. Hey, hey, just like your family and your love. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. The newlywed with the more yeah. nostalgic feelings. That's right. I'm very nervous when she looks over at me with that look of like, ooh, Brian takes it and he's like, okay, like, oh, oh, square well, feet. I'm just going to say, like, I don't know the square feet. It's fine. It's appropriately sized, modest closet. It's okay. fine for mm -hmm. Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> for Texas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the thing. The building of the house, I'm not a design person. I'm, um, I guess, maybe aesthetics person in terms of like fashion and cosmetics and things like that. In terms of overall home decor, I don't know a lot. So it's been, I, I, I don't know. It's like, gosh, it's draining and I don't want to make a mistake and it's kind of scary and I, I don't want to pick out the wrong stuff and have it end up look crazy ugly. Yeah. But with the closet, I do feel like I know what I'm doing. So I feel like I can confidently go forward and say, okay, I know what I want here. I know what I want here. I know what I want here. And I think sometimes people expect that women are just going to be like good at design, you know, or good yeah. at decorating or good at picking out knobs or like opinionated about it. I don't, I don't care. The house is going to be great. We're going to, you know, our family's going to be in it and which will make it special. But then the closet. This closet, I think is going to be something like, like whenever it's done. But we're going to have to do a podcast, a podcast in there because, like, that's a great idea. Y'all are just set just, up your own studio in there. Yeah, we're, we're going to yeah. let everybody see the, Here's, the, look, the podcast. We, we need to get a couple GoPros, all right, when this mm -hmm. whole house comes together, and we'll go, we'll get a little remote set up, and we'll do it in three different rooms three segments, three rooms of the house. It's brilliant. Yep. It'll be a little tour. For everybody, Perfect. for everybody to be like, this house is so cool. One of them should definitely be the closet. Think of the acoustics in there. It'll sound great. Yeah. It'll yes. be perfect. It's going to be good. So oh. anyway, so Brian will be happy that I won't be wishy-washy on the closet. I know what I want in that one area. And I think I'm getting better at it. I'm trying to have, like, have a growth mindset so that if we ever do this again, I will We're be... not doing this in any near future. <laughs> okay. This I can guarantee. Okay. Whoa. Well, I would be Whoa. up for it because now I feel like I'm, yeah. I've learned how it works. Yeah. Anyway, babe. Anyway. What's Somebody's patience who's not very good is mine. I can't be tested. God is teaching you something. God has taught me a some lot of, about patience. Some of my favorite second shot stuff is the personal stuff. I want you to know that yeah. from the bottom of my heart. Like yeah. My favorite stuff is the stuff that makes it on the air. So uh, our second headline, more than half of Americans in relationships are food cheaters. Over half of Americans are cheating on their partners with food. According to new research, a poll of 2,000 Americans in relationships found 71% make unhealthy choices behind their partner's back and 55% have hidden food in their home from their partner. Seven in 10 actually lie to their parent, their partners about unhealthy eating habits. Uh, it's conducted by one poll. 2,000 Americans were polled. 68% um, said their partner negatively influences their eating habits. Oh, that's oh. horrible. No, oh, I wish so I hadn't true. read that. Whoa, wow. really? You think? Uh, that yeah. seems that seems really dark. Um, uh, what's, what's surprising about this is 54% say eating well is one way to improve the health of a relationship. Another 54% said they believe eating well can contribute to improving, improving just – back and forth like personal health and the partner's health and, and their communication everything so eating well is probably good for a relationship but people also eat very poorly behind their partner's back which makes them food cheaters i eat poorly in front of my partner's face i would say i try to eat healthier not when i'm not with him because i know when i'm with him it'll be like a little bit unhealthier so i try to like make up for it i eat better when i'm around jenny <laughs> I make better choices. Yeah. So you food cheat on me. Well, I don't. Well, I, I don't, don't have a regimen for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have a regimen for me that says I can and can't. I just, I just, it's easier for me to make better choices when you're around. Well, I think it's pretty common for couples, don't you think, to do a like, hey, we're gonna start whole thirty together, or we're yeah. gonna start keto together, or we're gonna start, you know, clean eating together, or low carb, or whatever the thing is. So I wonder if that's some of the food cheating, because I mean, and the truth is, a lot of those programs. Um, 
are very, very difficult to follow, like over the span of your life. And so (laughs) you kind of like don't want to break the accountability with your partner. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's that's a big thing that makes that stuff work, right, is the accountability and having another person to go through it with. It's very hard to stick to a diet if one person in the house is not doing it. So you kind of need that other person there along with you. But uh, I'm sure that's what leads to a lot of this is people are out going to work or something like that and be like, oh, gosh, I'm just going to stop by the gas station. Or I'm just going to stop by the, the <laughs> totally. donut shop or a McDonald's or something like that. And pizza. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can, I totally understand it. But the thing is, is, is that's just all common with everything. I mean, my, my second shot when I think about it is that's why it is so important to make bold statements about what you're going for and letting others know and having them around somehow because it, it is psychological. It's 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 everything about triggering when it comes to accountability because it is much easier for me to even though like Jenny does not sit there and hound me about food or like I don't. It's not no, like she's like shaming that. me with any. I, I, not at all. But I, like it's more of a her example because she does eat well. She is very good with it, right? It's not that she tells me anything. It's like. It's much easier for me to stop at a donut shop by myself without nobody knowing than it is without <laughs> with yes, her right. with me, right? And so when you're doing anything that you've got, it's so important to have people around you that you make statements about what you're trying to do so that you put yourself in the spot that there's more accountability around you, that you make better choices than not. Because it is, uh, you know, somebody was, uh, they, they were talking about it. They said, um, if you have a morning routine where you consistently can't pass up that fast food place or that... Donut shop or those one or two bad things, right? Just change up your route to work. So that way you don't put your mind in a position to have to say yes or no to stop. Go a different route. That can help before you get to the point of having to make the decision. Don't put it on yourself to have to make those tough decisions. Just change your route. Man, they put donut shops everywhere, though. I know. It's hard. Oh, my gosh. You (laughs) can't avoid donuts. There have been more donut shops than in East Texas. I I forget if I've talked about this before, but, I mean, the town he's from is pretty small. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's maybe – there's, like, one school. There's one daycare. There's one gas station. And then, like, ten donut shops. That's (laughs) that's the lifeblood of a small Texas town, let me tell you. There's, like – yeah, in Springtown, there there are, like, four donut shops. There's three pawn shops and eight laundromats. They're all in the same strip center. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I do like that example. And, you know, I was talking to Marisol, who was on an episode like a long, like probably like a year or two ago, yeah. um, Marisol Beltran. And, and she was talking about just surrounding herself in general by with, with people who had similar goals or who had goals that were bigger than hers, not as a, just as a way to continue to up level. And, and I do think that's super important. That doesn't mean that like we don't hang out with our goal oriented friends by any means. Cause I do yeah. think we need all kinds of friendships and relationships. But if you do have a certain particular goal, it is just so much easier if whether it's like a health goal or a work goal or a family goal. I mean, like even just um, this might seem small, but like I've talked about that mops group that I go to and I wouldn't say that I'm somebody that was naturally inclined to really know all the things about mothering and about like child rearing and all that kind of stuff. I'd been so career minded. And so it was like, okay, I joined this group and I'm like, wow, I'm surrounded by like professional mothers. Yeah. Like these women have, they are like on top of their game. So I feel like I'm continually learning from them about, um, just everything from like car seat safety to, you know, how to feed your kids to different like school programs and, and things like that. So it can be like in that more, you know, familial space, but it can also be in the health space or, or career space. Yeah. What's y'all second shot on it? 
You know, I think a lot of times, like when you're when you're you're with somebody with a, with a partner, with my partner at least, Christine. Um, you know, I, th- I think the world of her, like I really do. She she's like the coolest person I know, and, and like Aww. I think it's easy to think that that person. Obviously, you think very highly of them, and they think very highly of you. That's why you're partners. You don't want to disappoint them. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't want you don't want you don't want them to see you hunched over in your car eating Taco Bell <laughs> at three in the morning <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> but now yeah. we know that sixty eight percent of people do it. Yeah, but most people do it was. anyway. And like I think I think a big problem with like secretly eating, right? Like keeping a secret is like it 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 feels Snowballs. powerful, right? It feels empowering to be like uh, I know something you don't know. I I. I, I've done something you haven't seen. There's something. Oh, this is deep. Yeah, there's something to that, and like that's the problem with with like secretly eating things. I've done this before. Of course, I've yeah. done this before. Like I've definitely swung by a place on the way home after seeing a movie or something, and be like, I just grab some food. She doesn't need to know. That's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's not. Horrible. I mean, it's not. It's not horrible. No, but, yeah, but what he's saying time, is, like, what, he's saying. what he's saying is that this may not sound. It, this may sound like a light topic, but can it lead to? Yeah, it's, others. It starts to trick your brain a little bit yeah. into like, hey, if I do something and they don't know about it, it's okay. And like you, find you, out. it's it's the little things, and you don't want to start secretly eating, and also it's just terrible for you. Like it's just uh, you just feel guilty later, so that's not good. So just ultimately, like either don't do it or get them on board. That's yeah. the secret. Yeah, yeah. Do you Eat unhealthy to Taco Bell with, with them. Me? Yeah, yeah. Um, call them up and say, "Hey, I can pick up Waterburger on my, the way." My second shot on this is you never get away with it because <laughs> yeah. my Your wife. Like well, no, my wife looks. My wife looks at the. My wife looks at the bank statement. I mean, she just oh, okay. she keeps she keeps up with her finances. Um, much closer than I do. So I could never, ever do There'll be times when I'm like, I'm just going to slip away. I forgot to bring lunch. I'm just going to grab lunch a couple times this week, which I try not to do. And, um, and then I'll think oh, I got away with it. Like she's not, she's not upset with me <laughs> for going to get lunch when I, when I, it was just my dumb fault for forgetting to bring lunch, you know, cause I left work or left a uh, home in a hurry. And then uh, a week later, she's like, so you've been going out and get lunch, huh? And uh, it's never it's never like a fight or anything like that, but I never ever get away with it. I can never ever get away with it. So yeah, you're you're gonna get caught eventually. That, so, that is a good Oh, shot. I yeah. like that second shot. You will it's true, you will always it will get come back. Yeah. And it's caught. also it's also important to keep track of your finances. That's yeah, definitely yeah. important. Yes, no, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. She's doing a good thing. I'm, yeah, yeah, I think I think indulgence is okay, but do it together. Yeah. Right? Go to a nice restaurant together. Like, indulge together. That's the way to do it. Get get them in on your food cheating. Then it's your secret from the rest of the world. Yeah. And so, that's better than anything. Tenny McCarty, who would be a really good second shot sit down. She's the author of a book called Ooh, Shades, actually, yeah, Shades of Hope. Um, has a, a treatment center in Texas called Shades of Hope. And she always says, you're only as sick as your secrets. Ooh. So think about it. You're only as sick as your secrets and how many of us have secrets that are that are like have a grip on us like you would not believe oh yeah you know with you know it can be like a little oh went to Taco Bell it could be something bigger 2,000 calories um, (laughs) I just yeah that one just always like is kind of in the back of my mind whenever I'm tempted to yeah like have a secret (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) but yeah she would be a really good sit down I gotta work on that yeah I like that you're only as sick as your secrets and it's it sounds funny and it's funny haha but I will tell you that I believe wholeheartedly that a lot of little things can turn into snowballs because once you can get away with one little thing you think one more and it can lead to a lot of things that it's it's not something if you know for sure you're hiding anything i think it's not a good place to be with your spouse and i think you need to not go down that slippery slope and because it it can lead to things that you're not going to want to get to i believe so we'll be back in a minute on the third segment of second shot Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. 
More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Really quick break to invite you to my safe swaps group. So I have been on a journey for the last year or so trying to discover safe swaps specifically for skincare and makeup, but we're talking about everything, uh, aluminum-free deodorant, healthier pans for your cooking, cleaning products, things like that. So if you have been looking to make a shift health-wise and, you know, really start off 2020 on a different step for you and your family, that is what's going down in the Safe Swaps group, and I'm inviting you to join us. So the group is facebook.com slash groups slash safe swaps. You'll be asked a couple of questions, you know, in terms of why would you want to join and, and what you're hoping to learn. And then I will connect with you with my master list. I have made a master list of the safe swaps for skincare, makeup, home products, baby products, things that are non-toxic, things that contain certified organic ingredients, things that are made in the USA, all the goodness, all the wellness, it is there. So I hope to see you again. It's Facebook.com slash groups slash safe swaps. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Look at you dancing and flopping around and just all happy. It's not lo- flopping. Flopping yeah, around. Flopping. She's probably still so happy. What a lovely way to refer to someone's I know, dancing. I know. Yeah. That was an epic failure. <laughs> flopping is when you pretend. Look, I'm not the most wordsmith in the world. Let's just be real. Swaying not the around. most wordsmith exactly. in the world. Exactly. I mean, you so are not, I, I do have a good excuse. It's not my fault. That's not an excuse Did anymore. I do that? <laughs> but you're so charming. Right. You are so charming. Matt yeah. got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Zach didn't get it. Family matters. Zach, Hold on. Too young. Hold on. I don't know. Family matters is. Yeah. No, so you do. Steve Urkel. Yes. Oh, okay. Stefan Urkel. Stefan Urkel. Remember him? I loved when he came back as Stefan. Yeah. That's what it was all so about. So good. Oh, Urkel. Oh, Urkel. Uh, you had a uh, email that came in from one of your sit downs, right? Yes, Michael Hayes. You guys remember Michael from Fifty Two Lunches? Very, if very cool guy. You. He was great um great episode just because he just had a lot to say about his mission and his goal of meeting with 52 people for lunch within a year i heard a follow-up from him and i just wanted to give you some of the highlights from it he said he wanted to let us know what's happened since the podcast his totally opposite friend was the first to reach out um after listening to the podcast it really impacted him he shared it he says thanks to heath shaming works my childhood friend reached out to ask if she was one of the original 52 that he mentioned on the show who didn't make it so they met for a two and a half hour lunch um he also hooked up with one of the nonprofits. he has a glass tinting business and so i was able to connect him with a um a shelter uh women's shelter in town and he was able to for the first time in his business, get to a level of success that was great enough that he was able to donate back to the community and and give his services for free. And he said several people have responded telling him that they are going to work on 12 friends this year. So it is not too late, you guys. If you're looking for meaningful connection in your life, Michael was such a great example of that. He made a goal of 52 lunches throughout the course of the year. Maybe you want to do 12. Maybe you want to you know start with a different number, maybe one a month. Uh, Maybe you could do a, a couple on these first couple months it, it, the way that is it transformed his life is remarkable and so if if you're already doing that please let us know we've heard from a lot of you so let us know if you're going to do the 52 lunches or maybe even just one one lunch a, a month matt have you still only had one this whole year i i still only have had one this whole year yes okay. i that sounds very maybe sad I, 
because his wife's checking his credit card statement. Yeah, no. Well, he sounded very sad. He was like, his tone went down. He was like, I'm ashamed a little bit. Yeah. Because I did say, I did say I wanted to try it. Sure. Part of the problem is I don't really have a whole lot of friends that live in Dallas, so it's hard to get get away for a lunch or a work lunch. So it has to be kind of a weekend thing. But hopefully, I can make some strides on that and become. A, a better lunch having person, <laughs> yeah. At some point in the future, a big part it's of that's so your work setup. You guys are back to back here. Yeah. There's so yeah, many things exactly. going on. Yeah, I've got like, something to go do right after this. It's so. a busy work yeah. day. Yeah. I totally get that. In the shaming of, leave us a rating and review. Please share the episodes with your friends. Um, you know, use our sponsors. They actually work. Energyogre.com. Use promo code Second Shot. Get a month free. Also, myllc.com/slash/secondshot. Um, if you go to that site and you set up LLCs, S Corps, or anything for anything you've gotten, they're going to get ninety nine dollars off if you use the promo code uh, Second Shots promo code, and, and go to myllc.com slash Second Shot. And it's so legit. They're seriously the nicest, coolest people, and they will be so supportive of your business. We've got ratings and reviews over our sponsors because we are very hand selected with these sponsors. These sponsors yeah, are not it's true. We we a hundred percent use them, and they are not a wide like. Um, we don't have a big mass thing out there with lots of them. We only have right now currently those two. And now our question of the week, which we're going to talk yep. about in the beginning, but like this is going to go too yes. long. So we're, I guess, should the question be, what do you, what's your current, what's your current binge listen or watch or whatever? You know, I don't watch any Netflix. I just, or unless Heath and I have like a date night scheduled, I think just in terms of. I don't know. It's just not a priority for me, obviously, right now. I'm still back in 1990, and I like to watch The Bachelor. But I will say I love a documentary, and next on my list that I'm hoping Heath is going to watch with me or maybe some friends will watch with me is a new show out called Toxic Beauty. It premiered in local theaters over the last month, and now it's on Amazon. Toxic Beauty, it's a lot about talc and ingredients in products. Mm. In my Safe Swaps group, I'm going to watch it first and then post about it in the Safe Swaps group So just to find out if it's legit and if there's a lot of research behind it and stuff, but there's definitely something to um, all of us needing to look at what's in our beauty products. But your current binge-worthy one is Cheer. But the Cheer, cheer yes. That was on Netflix. And, yes. And I've said Netflix is now like the, you know, like in Texas Coke. when you say the Coke and it's what kind. Yeah. Netflix, I think, is the, you know, yeah. oh, okay, which platform was that one on, right? Right. Um, I would say the most intriguing one, I just finished with The Pharmacist. The pharmacist. Ooh, what's that about? Super good. Okay. But this it's a guy down in South Louisiana. His son, um, he's a pharmacist. His son was killed buying drugs. Um, and he the cops weren't even paying attention, like trying to find the murder really, because there were so many that happened there. And he went on this obsessive of being a detective to where he hunted down and found oh. the killer. And then Is this true? Yes, absolutely. Oh, and, good. and it's a documentary deal. And then he turned around then. And it turned him to Oxycontin, where he, as a pharmacist, started seeing it, realizing that his son really kind of got started with some of those drugs that a lot of people were. Uh, and how the, this is when the Oxycontin in the early 2000s, when it really started taking off. And that he, like, single-handedly was obsessive over getting these doctors that were running pill mills <gasps> out. And, like, it's just a person that just, it, it's really cool. The pharmacist on Netflix, go Ooh. after it. It's good. Well, I'm sad that, that you already watched it because now I'll never watch it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I only You'll watched stuff with him. Time, yeah. Right. I mean, you could, but yeah. I won't. Matt, I'm, you had a cool one you'd mentioned the other day. I'm trying to think of which one you're talking about. It was an HBO joint. Uh, well, yeah. The ones the ones that I'm going to mention are, are a couple of the 
of HBO joints. So yeah. if you don't have access to that, steal somebody's login. There you go. Or borrow somebody's login. <laughs> That's the right answer. Um, the first one, and the reason I like these. Don't stealing. No. No. Sorry, borrow. Uh, it's, it's a family the, yeah. login is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Family um, friends. You know. So the first one, which came out a few months ago, is their uh, series on Chernobyl, which is really, really incredible. It's so dark. Um, it's very dark, but it's, it's a very, very inter- it's sort of a, it's not a documentary. It's, it's a drama series, but it, it, a lot of it, all of it is based on fact. And um, and it the both of these I'm going to mention have accompanying podcasts that HBO has produced. They oh. give you um, interviews with the either the writer or the the director or the people who made it, um, which is really really like some nice behind the scenes stuff and just explain things a little bit more. The other one is currently ongoing. Um, it's called McMillions, and it's about. I listened to a podcast on that. Yeah, yeah. It, it is about the monopoly, the McDonald's monopoly game, which for the first. S- decade of its existence had no legitimate grand prize winners they were they were all stolen um and so this is a story about the fbi's sting operation to figure out who was stealing the or who was rigging the game and and who all benefited and, and bringing down the legitimate crime ring that was running this thing um it's a few episodes in right now it's a six part series so it's you can't binge it quite yet um but it does also have an accompanying podcast where they interview uh, the documentary filmmakers or the documentary filmmakers interview other subjects that they – little expanded interviews. And um, it's really cool. Both of those are um, are very much worth watching if you're into documentaries or into um, history and stuff like that. And the, the McMillian show has some very, very fascinating characters and it's people that you'll just fall in love with. I mean it's a really, really well-made documentary. Um, I've been watching uh, a, ch- a childish show I just started watching called Bojack Horseman, which I don't know anything about. Uh-huh. And people have always told me it's good. So uh, if you watch it and you're in the comments, let me know what you think. Uh, I'm looking for a new series, and I haven't really found anything yet. I, I found a documentary I like a lot that actually just won uh, the Academy Award for Best Documentary. Uh, it's a movie called American Factory. It's on Netflix. Um, fascinating documentary about a, a Dayton, Ohio uh, factory, GM plant that closed in 2012 and then reopened in 2015 uh, with a Chinese company called Fuyao Glass. And it's a Chinese company that has come over and picked up a American factory and hired American workers and is trying to run it like they run a factory in China. And it is so fascinating <laughs> because it is a totally different workplace and their rules and regulations are completely different because yeah. their government is totally different. And I think we all have this idea of like American factory, you know, American companies picking up and moving their factories to China. This is the opposite. And it's so cool. And I, I was all about it. Just won an Academy Award. It's a, it's a great movie. But I'm looking for a series. Hit me up in the comments. <laughs> Two of my fun ones. Facebook.com slash groups. Two of my yeah. fun ones are uh-huh. both on Showtime app, the Showtime app, you yeah. know. Yeah. And billions. It's What's amazing. that about? It's, it's, billions. It's a, yeah, billions. About a big hedge fund manager guy. Okay. Their deal. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, it's, these are just. These are have nothing. These are not documentaries. These are yeah. just pure right. shows. Just. Billions is one of, and then Shameless. Shameless is. What's Shameless? Oh yeah. Maybe you, you have so you, much knowledge. Like eight oh. seasons. Yeah. Yeah, like nine or ten or something. You gotta, you, you gotta not be offended. You, you gotta be. You can't be a sensitive person and watch I'm Shameless. I'm too sensitive, right? I, I don't. Would know. I be offended? Um, no, you would just be appalled that this is actually real life. That some of that some of that stuff can be real. Your husband's been watching. Yeah, but it's just funny. I I love it. It's just hilarious. It's like the epitome of what's wrong with America in a lot of ways. Sometimes I just love it. I think really, but it's true. No, it's not true. Oh, okay. See, I think I'm only intrigued. No, no, it's a made-up show. 
But this, that happens in real life. It's supposed to be right. set it is like based reality. in reality. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is not like. I mean, a lot of people like to act like this doesn't happen, but it does. But look them up. Shameless and Billions, I think, is great. Leave us a rating and review, and you know, tell us about your friends. Yeah, tell us what you've been watching. Tell us about your friends. I know, I realized I said that. <laughs> Tell us about yeah. your friends. Hey, just let us know. Like, we want to hear about your friends. Tell, Tell us, us about what are they your like? friends. We yeah, are, are spiraling like? out of control on this podcast. We love Time you guys. Time to wrap it up. Yeah. Time to wrap it up. We see that some of you are road tripping. We're seeing different cities all across the country popping up. And for that, we are... Yeah. incredibly grateful we really want this show to just keep rocking and rolling and it, and it really is because of all you guys so so thank you so so much where can they find you jennyanchondo.com is my website also in the safe swaps group facebook.com slash group slash safe swaps and i'll watch toxic beauty and tell you what i think at apple zagintosh on twitter and instagram i do a movie podcast off script film review i think we're off this week so i probably shouldn't have plugged it uh what is worth watching on netflix or or hulu or whatever i need something new christine and i need something new tell me in the comments facebook.com slash group slash second shot matt stoker one on instagram as well as in the facebook group and hanging around whenever a new video premieres uh leave your comments there come watch it along with us it's a lot of fun at ignorance on fire to heat folks instagram facebook you can get me the most edit and share it with your friends tell them how much you love us and how much you love the show we need all the support we can get love you we'll see you next time